Hey guys, it's Allie. Welcome back to Infertile AF, the podcast. This is episode 116 called Missy. On this episode, I'm partnering with Pacific Fertility Center, which is located in the San Francisco Bay Area and has been serving patients for more than 20 years. At Pacific Fertility Center, they believe that everyone has the right to create their family their way. They've welcomed more than 11,000 babies through IVF, IUI, and egg donation, and they now have an office in Marin County. Check out their Instagram at Pacific Fertility Center, email them at info at pacificfertility.com, or call them at 415-834-3000 to get started and book your initial consultation today. Again, that's at Pacific Fertility Center on IG. Email is info at pacificfertility.com and the number is 415-834-3000. Thanks, PFC. Today's episode is sponsored by Prove, the first and only FDA-cleared test to confirm successful ovulation at home. Prove works by tracking PDG, a progesterone metabolite, after ovulation to confirm ovulation and provide important information around ovulation quality. Problems with ovulation are a leading cause of infertility, and with Prove, you can figure out if you are ovulating well right from your own home. And if you're not, you can then take steps to fix the issue. The critical information can change the game when it comes to trying to conceive. Proof is invented by Amy Beckley, a PhD scientist and infertility warrior whose journey lasted three long years and included seven miscarriages. She suspected she was having trouble ovulating properly in her own journey, and lo and behold, she was right. She got a progesterone supplement to help and successfully conceived just a couple of cycles later. Her progesterone miracle is now seven years old. You know I love female-founded companies, guys, and you know I love products that can truly help you on this awful infertility road. So check out Prove. The best part is that they're giving Infertile AF listeners a special discount code. Go to provetest.com, P-R-O-O-V-T-E-S-T.com, enter the code ALLY25, and you'll get 25% off their PDG test kits. Thanks, Prove. Okay, guys, I want to tell you about Rescripted, which is taking back the narrative on all things fertility and burning the word normal when it comes to what a family is and how one comes to be. With med management tools, expert resources for the one in eight, and a free infertility support community, they're rescripting fertility together. Their tech-enabled hub for fertility patients is launching in July 2021. So head to fertility.rescripted.com and sign up for updates today. Okay, guys, welcome to season four. I'm so thrilled to kick off the season with more incredible stories, more incredible people, more inclusion, more diversity, and all the things. Thank you so much to everybody for listening these past four seasons, for sharing these episodes with their friends and their loved ones, for sending me notes that make me cry. You guys are truly the best. Today, I'm talking to a phenomenal woman who I'm sure tons of you will recognize from her various TV and movie roles. Her name is Missy Pyle, and she has appeared in such movies as Dodgeball, Galaxy Quest, Big Fish, 51st Dates, Anchorman, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, The Artist, and one of my all-time favorites, Gone Girl. Her list of TV credits is absolutely insane as well, including roles on Friends, Frasier, Two and a Half Men, My Name is Earl, Grey's Anatomy, Family Guy, Mom, and most recently, Mr. Mayor with Ted Danson. So Missy has quite a story about how she ended up as the mother to her now five and a half year old daughter, and we are going to get into all of it, including having a bear as the best man in her wedding, her three devastating miscarriages, finding herself $35,000 in debt, living in Montana and not working very much as an actor at one point, her pregnancy number four at age 42, and the call she got from an adoption agency that changed everything. So it's an amazing story. I'm so happy to have her on the show. Missy, you are one in a million. Thank you for doing this. Thank you guys for listening. And without further ado, this is Missy's infertility story. Missy, thank you so much for doing this today. Thanks 
Allison. I'm happy to be here. Absolutely. So let's just start at the beginning with you. Did you always want to have kids? So, you know, my, I came from five children and my dad, was, I just, you know, I just, a uh, family of five kids. Okay. And I was the last, I was like, I don't know. And I was on the phone with some, I mean, like a, my, my manager told me about her friend who was a medium and she was like reading me my fortune, I guess, when I was in my twenties and she's like, oh, you're not going to have any kids. And I was like, oh, and I remember being like, okay. And I was like, oh, okay. And that kind of made, rubbed me the wrong way, but I thought, eh, I don't know. Like when I was in college, I used to dream about like having five kids and like, mm-hmm. You know, we we just live in a van and travel the world, and then I come and I feel like kind of like being free. And then um, when I was, you know, I was married for a while, and I kind of thought, oh God, you know, I I don't want to have a kid with this person. Like the idea of having a kid with that person, I just thought no. And then I, then I talked to the medium when I was like in my early thirties, mm-hmm. and I just was like, huh, okay. And then when I was thirty four, I just started feeling like, oh, I really want to have a kid. Mm-hmm. And I met this guy on a movie set whose bear was in the movie. <laughs> uh-huh. And at the time he had a girlfriend, I had a boyfriend. Then like a year later, we like found each other on my, sp- he listened to my MySpace music. I was like, you guys should come play out here. I happen to be doing another movie in Montana. Uh-huh. So I met up with him and I don't know. We just like, we immediately got engaged. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, so wait, was he the trainer of the bear? He's the bear. He's the bear trainer. Yeah. That's so cool. How do you get into that kind of a job? Well, he was like, he had, okay. So he was from Montana. <laughs> he was like this hot bear guy. Anyway. I think um, I did see pictures of you guys online when I was researching. Yeah, we got married. Like, the bear was at the wedding. Yeah. <laughs> the bear was at the wedding. <laughs> yeah. Just look up Missy Pyle bear wedding. Or just Get out. All right. I'm bear. looking it up right now while you're talking. Yeah. You'll see pictures of me uh, with the bear and my ex-husband who's <laughs> always wore a hat. Amazing. Um, okay. I found it. That's what the, the, I mean, and my friend Christine was like, I feel like you can't have a bear as the best man in a wedding because like <laughs> no one's going to be looking at you on your wedding day. <laughs> Wait, there's a headline that says couple marry with a bear as the best man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's what we did. And I also, I feel like anyone out there is thinking about marrying a man with a bear. If he tells you the bear has to be the best man, you got you should just think about that. Red flag. You don't have a human best man. <laughs> friend. It has to be a bear. Just think about that. And then the future of your relationship. Oh my God. Incredible. Okay. So then I, I went, uh, we got pregnant kind of right away. Like I, I, I mean, I, first time I tried and I was like pregnant and I was wow. just like, Whoa, this is crazy. And I remember being on the phone with my friend. I bought a geodome in the woods with him and Montana. I don't know how I thought I was going to pay for it. Cause I'm an actor. I'm an actor. Mm-hmm. Mind you, like, and I moved to, to, to Montana to like, be, okay. I didn't really think about it. I just was like, this is, this is what we're doing. He had something about him. Like he, he told me he had a cave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of hot. He and his dad had stored all of this like food and, you know, cans and he had hunts. I mean, he was a hunter. He had short twitch. He could like run and jump. Anyway, I just thought like this guy, let's, let's mate and have children. <laughs> I then did not think past it. And then, you know, like. I was also in a band. I came, I was flying back and forth and I flew back and forth to my friend, Shawnee Smith's band called Smith and Pile. And mm-hmm. we were having this like rehearsal and I was shooting. I remember I was shooting a movie also. So I'd come back to LA to shoot this movie and do some band stuff while I was pregnant. And I was doing a lot of prosthetics. So I was doing all of this like spraying around my face and everything like that. But I don't think I even knew I was pregnant at that point. Two months, I was about two months pregnant with my band member who I already had, she had two kids too. And and I was pregnant. I was just like, oh my God, I can't believe something. And I started bleeding mm. and I was like, fuck. And I, uh, I remember, so she took me to the emergency room and I was like, oh God. And I saw the heartbeat oh. on the, on the ultrasound. Okay. And I was just like, oh my God, oh my God. And, and, but I was still bleeding and it was like, well, maybe this will be okay. And, but then I think the heart rate was too slow. I can't remember. And then I miscarried. Oh, I'm so sorry. I know. I'm sorry too. It was mm-hmm. fucking awful. And I remember being like, and I'd been so good too. Like I'd stopped to do, doing, I mean, I've like, I'm like, cause I was like, I've always been like a drinker, you know, like a, sure. a, a, a casual, it seems a little more than, and, and, and we had the, and then after that was over and I remember like my partner and I just were kind of like, holy shit, you know, cause we were so excited as you get, you're just so fucking excited. And right. Like, okay. And then you talk to the doctor and 
Like, well, you need to wait a month to try. I mean, you know, it's just fucking awful. Yeah. It's so, and we went to like Zion Park while I was miscarrying. And I think I saw Johnny Depp rocking on a porch somewhere on one of the places. Anyway. Mm-hmm. As one does. As one does when you go through Zion Park. Sure. Maybe that's another trip. And I like, I remember like taking some of the, you know, the blood and putting it on a rock and mm. just being like, we called it Ziggy Zygo, you know, and you were just like so excited. Oh, oh I can't even believe it. I'm getting so emotional, of course. Yes. It's still fucking there, right? So then, oh, yeah. Two years I tried. And then just, I was taking, what's that? What's the thing you take? Everyone takes, and you just want to tear your hair out and rip everyone. Oh, uh, Clomid? Clomid. Yeah, I was taking Clomid. I wasn't getting pregnant. And in the min, so I had two experience. I threw up. Maybe shower three pregnant friends. Oh <laughs> with my like gosh. Two other friends. So and, after the miscarriage? Yes. And this is why I'm, you know, yeah, after the first miscarriage. And I remember just being like, I remember like going into the bathroom and just crying and then coming back out and just being like, yay, let's count the toilet paper sheets or whatever. <laughs> At the shower. I've done that exact thing too. Yeah, I, well, yeah. And then I had another. So then I, two years later, I got, and then I finally was like, fuck this. I just wasn't getting pregnant. So I was 33 or four. I think I was 34 when I got pregnant the first time. And then I got pregnant again. Like I literally was, I remember I had my friends over Brooke and I'm like, I had this ladies poker group and I was like, I'm fucking done. Fuck it. I am not doing this again. I was just like, fuck it. I'm not doing it again. And oh, and by the way, so I bought that. I think I'd rented the geodome for the first pregnancy. I wasn't okay. bought it yet. Uh-huh. But I, I did end up buying it. Are you still married to Casey at I'm this point? I'm still married to Casey, the bear man. Okay. And he, and, and we had gone, like, I mean, I was the boom operator for like a couple of years on, on all these trips. We'd take crazy trips, like, because he had a show on Nat Geo Wild too. Right. Like, he and his bear. Okay. Since past. And, but like, he grazed that bear from birth. Like, wow. how does he get into it? Like, he, he went into handle animal husbandry. I'm answering a question from a long time ago. That's Okay. But he, he, and then he worked at this like drive through bear park in Wyoming and they would, you know, they, people could come and feed a cub and mm-hmm. you know, drive through and see the bears. And then they started euthanizing the cubs because they didn't have more anywhere for them to live. And so oh, God. they would, and he ended up just taking one of the cubs yeah. across the border. And like, they opened this bear park called the Montana Grizzly Advent Encounter, I think. And then they got some other bears from bad situations. Like there were two bears that somebody had bought. This is fucking unbelievable. In Texas, I think you can have like wild animals. As okay. I think this was Texas. So they did two bears. It was like Sheena and Christy and somebody had bought them to start a circus. Uh-huh. And they never did. So they lived in these like, you know, I want to say like six by eight crates for like oh 20 years. And their friends would come out and like give them beer. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. So then they rescued them and they started this place. It was really nice. He was just a, you know, he was, he was a yeah fellow. I don't. We were not a good match, but okay. It's so interesting though. What's that? It's so interesting that he did that though. It's yeah. Okay. So you're in, you're immersed in this world. Yeah. And I would like, we would like take, I mean, so, you know, I'm, I'm, and every month, as you know, you're just like desperate. Yeah. And for two years, so for two, all this is happening. I'm going to, you know, Alaska, watching bears, holding the boom, hiking through, you know, whatever, laying in a tent, sleeping in tents and putting baby powder in my hair to, you know, whatever. (laughs) With the first miscarriage, yeah. Missy, did you um have to have a DNC or did, did it? No, I did. Time? I did it. I just let it. Ha- I did. Yeah, that's how mine worked. I never got past two months necessarily. So then I got pregnant the second time. Okay. Right after I was like, "Fuck it," you know, mm-hmm. "Fuck this." I'm not mm-hmm. doing this anymore. And then I immediately got pregnant. I was like, "Oh my god, I'm pregnant!" And this time, and I at this time, I didn't even know that I needed to see anybody. You know, I didn't know I needed to see us. That's what's also so sucky. Is like. If you could have one miscarriage and then you can go to the greatest doctor there is, which I met, you know, six years later, mm-hmm. if you know, don't know, you don't know what's happening. You think like, oh, it'll be fine. Right. I was in Montana for my second and third pregnancies mm-hmm. and seeing doctors who were like, well, come back and see us in, in, at three months. Right. And I was like, but, but I had a miscarriage. Is there anything I can do? Not now, not yeah. now, not while you're pregnant. And so then I started bleeding with that one at six weeks. Oh. And at that point, I think I was moving to months. Like I, I, we were renting the house and then I sold my house and I moved and I moved like he was there. And I remember him being like, he was just, well, you know, it's like, it's really hard. I felt like, and I, you know, I don't know, but it felt like he was just like, he blamed it on me. 
Uh That's how I felt. I mean, I had a lot of shame and I just was like, you know, and so then I, then I went to go see a fertility doctor in Montana. Okay. Moved to Montana. And I just was like, why am I doing this in Montana? I live in, you know, I could go to LA. Right. What did they tell you when you went to the doctor in Montana? You know, they did all that. They did the tests. They did the balloon tests. They, my, it looked like everything was fine. Looked like my ovaries were fine. I had a decent number of eggs, even though at this point I'm like 37, Mm -hmm. right? Mm Mm-hmm. Nobody really could tell me why. I'm like a really like a healthy as a horse person. Mm-hmm. And you never um, had any like issues with your cycle or like peer, heavy periods? Well, well no, but you know, and, and I can get to that because I kind of yeah. know, I kind of know now Okay. Um, what happened. But then, so then by, so then, you know, I, then I got pregnant again, really soon after, like at, I want to say th- three or four months after that. Okay. So third pregnancy now. Third pregnancy with Casey. And we also had like, at this point, we're not doing well Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) at all. And he even said, I'm not even going to get excited. Mm. And I was like, oh man, this is not, you know, and I'd even moved myself to Montana, like the right after, right after I miscarried, I remember I couldn't get out of bed at that point. Like I've always been, you know, a borderline depressed person, but I I never had any trouble getting out. I mean, I know how to like strap my boots up. Yeah. And the second pregnancy, when I, I just, my hormones went and I was like calling my gynecologist, like, can you help me? You know, I just was like a fucking wreck. Yeah, it is. It's so emotional. And especially if you have depression underlying, you know, this just exacerbates it so many times. My partner was like, fuck you. I don't even, I mean, I I was so mad. I had had like an emotional affair with somebody else Mm. and he knew about it. And I just, I mean, it was just, that was, you know, in between the first and the second and third pregnancies. Mm -hmm. And so we were just not doing that well. Yeah. And I moved myself to Montana. Like I literally packed up myself. My stepmom came out, my best friend, and we packed up my U-Haul and I drove it to Montana with Uh my two dogs. And I remember like, this is just a side story because it's so crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm driving this like uh, U-Haul and they're really the the, the shitty, mo- like if you think U-Hauls is the shittier movie company, it's like the Lee, the, the Lee jeans. Of- <laughs> <laughs> the Lee versus Levi's you mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's oh like the Betamax versus VHS. Thank you. Yes. Uh, yes, it is. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, the store brand, the Kroger brand versus sure. like, I don't know, Kraft. Yes. Because craft is great. <laughs> Love craft. Um, or organic, I guess you would be. No, be but um, and I remember I is the middle of the night. I stopped at this gas station, and I was trying to get to one of these cities in Mon- in uh, Idaho or was I Idaho or Utah? I can't remember. Mm-hmm. And I had two dogs, and I would like pull over to the side of the street and like pee off of the truck so I didn't have to go in. I'd have to, my, one of my dogs couldn't walk, so I'd have to put him down on the ground, pee. I mean, and I get to this gas station, it's the middle of the night, and this guy, there's a guy inside, and it's really bright lights inside. Like it looks like a, almost like, no, like a mirage. Like mm-hmm. it's, I almost, like it's all white light, and it's very high and white, and there's not a single other car, and I'm trying to, park this U-Haul and I'm about to hit that pole that, you know, keeps you from blowing up the gas. <laughs> the gas sticks. Yes. Yeah. So, and I, I have to do like maneuver the thing like four times and I come inside and I'm just like, Hey, how's it going? You know, trying to make it, you know, I'm just an actor like, hi, bro. Just, he's like, what? And I was like, I almost hit that pole. He's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I'm like, Oh, I'm moving to Montana. Mm-hmm. And he goes, why? <laughs> literally this is literally and I said oh I just, I just got married I'm moving to Montana you know my husband's there uh he's I don't know I'm telling him like he does wildlife filming and he's like well, he's like well where's your husband oh and I said oh no he's he's filming and he's not he couldn't do it but you know I'm, I'm going to meet him there and he goes if you're doing things alone now that's always going to be that way oh it's always it's not going to change it's always going to be that way and I literally just looked at him like, what the fuck? I mean, he, just, he didn't look, he didn't have like a, and then I turned around and, like, and he might as well have just disappeared. It was just crazy. Was just Whoa. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like the universe telling you something. Yes. As if the, I mean, I don't even, he probably like left and was like, I have no recollection of that conversation. <laughs> right. Was it, was he really there? Or was that like in your imagination? I don't even know. It was so crazy. Mm-hmm. And then I went there and then I went to the, 
you know, we, we drove to a fertility doctor and I think before I got pregnant the third time, I don't know. I can't even remember, but I did all the tests. Everything was fine. I had a good egg count. Mm -hmm. His sperm was okay. Mm -hmm. Nobody could really figure out like what was going on. And then I miscarried for the third time. And and then our relationship kind of crumbled. And I was mm-hmm. like, 30, this is again, don't move to Montana. I was like $35,000 in debt. Like at that point, yeah. I had not really worked that much as an actor. So I kind of, and he, and he's living in the geodome uh-huh. um, that I, I compl- own completely outright on my own. I mean, he didn't know, I just, it was so, I just don't know what I was thinking. I wasn't, I just was like, must have babies with this person. <laughs> and I moved back to LA. My sister came and moved in with me and I just, you know, I was horny and slutty and mm-hmm. I hope my mother won't listen to this. And then I, uh, I decided like, I really fucking just want to have a kid. I just want to have a kid. I think I, fr- I was so now I'm 39 at 40. I did a round of IVF and I froze some eggs. Okay. So when did you decide to make that decision? Was it hard to make or did you have friends who had like done that as well? I, I, you know, I just, my friend Hillary had done it and Mm -hmm. and a couple other people had done it that I knew. And I just was like, I'm an, I I really want to have a kid. And I just, so I froze. I don't know. I, and a friend of mine told me about this one doctor and he showed, I don't know if you've ever seen the doctor, the, you know, the fertility doctor will show you the test where you got like the, he's got a big old jar. Imagine they're like red lifesavers and yellow lifesavers. Okay. And he's showing, he's like, the red lifesavers are your good eggs and the yellows are your bad. And right, like, right. God, you got like 35 red ones and four yellow ones and then, or 25, or 25. And then at 30, it's like, well, you got maybe 20 yellows and whatever. And then by the end, it's like by 40, you got like four or three reds, right. and 20 yellows. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So he showed me like how the chances of having a good, what a good egg were, but I did it anyway. I didn't have a partner. I still really wanted a partner to do it with. And then I met a guy when I was like 41 who I really liked. And I was like, listen, I really want to have a kid. And I I think I told him I loved him first, which, uh, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I was like, I liked him. He was like a guy who was, he was solid. He had some money. Like I never dated anybody who actually had money. Uh Uh-huh. Um, I, well then the last person, like I'd paid for everything. Like he was proud of not having a credit card. Right. Right. It sounds like everything you, you do, you're just really passionate about it. You know, you're, you kind of dive in. Right. I mean, I'm a, you know, I'm a, I don't know. Yes. I'm a little crazy, but (laughs) yes, I still have that, like that, you know, that I'm a hopeless, I still am a hopeless romantic. Yeah. Okay. So then, you know, I, I just said to him, like, listen, I, if I get a series, because series money is like, uh, it's not fuck you money, but it's like fuck you money. Yeah. Amazing money if you can get it. Like it really sure. is life-changing money for an actor. And and, and um, a lot of times you just, and I, I ended up getting a series. Uh-huh. Which one was it? It was on a show called, it was on a network called TV Land. And it was with um, Jamie Presley. Uh-huh. And the mom from Arrested Development, a couple of very funny people. And we did this show and I played Jamie Presley's best friend. She was, she literally was like, I want Missy Pyle. I mean, she really got me this job and I really appreciated it. It was really good money. And I've interviewed her before. She's a trip. Yeah. Yeah. So the minute I got that series, I said to my boyfriend, I said, listen, I got, I got to do this. I got to try IVF. I was like, I, if I get money, I'm going to try it, but like, I'm going to do it not as a, egg retrieval, but as I'm going to do it. Yeah. Know? And he just wasn't ready. And I, I mean, I, of course I get that. Like we were about together a year and he's like, but if you want to do it, like we, I'll be your, still your boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Like, and so I like got this, like, I was like, what? Okay. And I went and got like a sperm donor. I'd looked through all the files and I found this like guy who was Brazilian and he was a soccer player. And I was just like, Oh my God, how cool would it be to have like, you know, it's just funny. It's like, what baby, what, who should I choose to make a baby? I mean, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. So he's the one that I chose and I went and I did it. And, and I, I um, was going to genetically test it. And, and I was at work at the time when it happened and I did it by my, and then the guy I was dating, I just felt like, I just said, listen, I mean, 
I feel like I'm doing this alone. It's like our relationship. It's like, it's like the head's chopped off of our relationship. Like we just can't do this. We broke up. But then I did it by myself. And I, I told, I, I, you know, I've had three miscarriages. I, I, but I still, again, was like, oh my God, I'm so excited. So I told everyone in the makeup and hair. I mean, like everybody knew what I was doing. I'd had mm-hmm. that. I did the Jamie's giving me shots and the, you know, my ass and whatever right. my sister has given me shot. Everybody's giving me shots and I'm, and I go for the retrieval and then, um, they how, do the, how were like, how was the stim cycle for you? Like the meds and stuff? Did you respond? Okay. Like, did you feel crazy at all? Or I mean, like, I felt insane. I mean, I yeah. felt crazy. Yeah. I, I was so excited. I, I, well, you know, I felt crazy, but I was excited mm-hmm. and that always that like took me over the top. Mm-hmm. And it just, and I had a, a big support system at the time of people being like, yeah, yeah, yay. And excited about being on the journey and my uh, fun. Oh, and this is what I forgot to say. Like the woman I chose is a doctor named Dr. Kelly back in LA. Mm-hmm. And my friend who has Crohn's uh, had her child through, through Kelly Beck. And she, I mean, she's just, she told me, she was like, this is the best doctor I've ever, like I met, she had interviewed everybody. and was like, mm-hmm. she's incredible. My friend had had a baby with a surrogate. And I think they put in a bunch of embryos too. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. and then one, one, one came out, she got her son for it. And so I went to her and the, so I went to see her and she's like, so tell me what your story is, of course. <laughs> so now I'm 42, right? Or 41. Okay. No, I think it was 41 or 40, I can't remember, 41. Mm-hmm. And she's telling like, tell me your story. And I said, oh, so you know, I had the three miscarriages and everything seemed to be fine. And she was like, and then I told her, Oh, I was, she was like, what's your medical history? I said, well, when I was 18, I had peritonitis, which I told everyone. She's like, peritonitis. That's the, and, and it's the an inflammation of the peritoneum, which is the lining around your organs. Wow. And I had a surgery in it, you know, and, and, and I had a, I have a big scar on my stomach. And she said, Oh, you know, that could have you probably still have inflammation in around your uterus. And like, if, if we would give you, um, that could be why you had your miscarriages and we give you a round of, um, antibiotics before you try to get pregnant. And that, that would help that. And I just looked at her and like a tear went down. I was like, are you fucking telling me that if I took antibiotics before I tried to get pregnant, that's all that could have been. Mm -hmm. we need to scrape your uterus and spend $10,000. You know, I, right. was, I could go to CVS and get, you know, off right. 99 totally. and I would have a family of children. Oh my God. So that must've been like frustrating slash a relief that at least you had like a plan or like some sort of diagnosis. Yeah. I mean, you know, yes, but still, you know, uh, I then, then we did the, the egg retrieval. And of course, like she hadn't been on vacation in four years and she had to be on vacation for my egg retrieval. Mm. And, um, I, I wonder if we cooked him a second too long. I don't know. I don't even think so, but I had all of these um, healthy, um, like all these embryos growing. I had like six. Okay. And when they took them out, like it was big for someone who was like 41 or 42. Yeah. That's huge. And then I think we ended up, there were eight that were still growing, which was amazing. And then like six, by the time they they mixed with the, with my Brazilian soccer player mm-hmm. firm and, and they made all these embryos, you know, and then they were growing really well. And then when they got to the point to genetically test them, I remember I was at work and I was like, Oh my God, their calls coming. I mean, it just sounded like there were so many that there mm-hmm. had to be one that was good. Mm-hmm. And I went outside to take the phone call and everyone's, just, I'm like, Oh my God, this is the call. Like as if I'd never had a miscarriage before. <laughs> right, right, right. Just, Leaving and it's like I, the hair and makeup trailers where you get ready just for anybody who's not, you know, and I, I, there might be yeah. one person listening who's not been in the hair and makeup trailer, but we go and get hair and makeup done and before you go and film. So right. I leave the trailer, I go outside to the parking lot, and I'm and it's the doctor. She's like, Hi, Missy, it's Dr. Beck. And she's like, I'm so sorry, none of the embryos are viable. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. Like, they, they, and then they sent me the papers, like, this one had you know, the wrong, they were all genetic. Look, there was one that was close to being okay, but it still was genetically flawed. Like everyone yeah. was flawed. Yeah. Oh, and so I just sorry. stayed out there and was like, I can't even go back in there. You know, I was like, I don't even know, know what to do. Yeah. And, and the person I haven't told you about me, though, this is my best friend, Christine, who like helped me move to Montana. And was like, when my ex-husband was like, like, where the fuck are you? Why am I packing up your fucking wife and taking her to fucking Montana? Where the fuck are you? know, 
And I came home and, you know, I couldn't go back in the trailer and Jamie came out or I don't even, I think, and I was like, just tell them. And then I just was like, oh, for fuck's sake, I don't do it. And my friend, Christine and my friend, Wendy Molyneux, who's a, a writer, um, mm-hmm. and she, she's uh, created, she's been on Bob's Burgers forever. She has a child, she's two adopted. And then she has another child that she had, to, she couldn't get pregnant forever, but she mm-hmm. told me about an adoption lawyer. Mm-hmm. named um mark goldman and she's like yeah, i met him he was amazing and, and i said to christine i was just like i don't know what i, can do. I don't think i can do ivf again mm-hmm. i don't think i can do this again she's like well, let's go get you a fucking baby let's go to just adoption so she went with me whoa so how soon after you've got the call did you start the adoption process i went to see him pretty quickly after mm-hmm. I just i mean this is now i you know it was 34 when i started now i'm 40 mm-hmm. or almost i think i'm 41 at that point maybe mm-hmm. 42 and I went to go see him and he was like, told, I mean, just, I cried through the whole meeting and was just like, he's like, you know, when the single woman, uh, it could be anywhere from, you know, it's usually like, it's like nine months for a, a heterosexual couple. And then it's like 18 months for a single woman mm-hmm. or more, but you'll, we have a 99% adoption rate. So I was like, mm. okay. And he told me all the stories. Like when a woman comes to us, they come at six months and they are, they're pretty sure what they want to do. And we ask them questions like, Hey, uh, we tell, because there's, everybody wants a baby. There's people who want babies that have fetal alcohol. There's babies who everyone's okay. There's so many people out there who want babies like this. So they were saying that they were, they're pretty honest mm-hmm. um, about, about where they are and what they've done. Like, have you been drinking? Have you been smoking? So, mm-hmm. um, I, I, I made a profile, mm-hmm. you know, I gave about 20 grand as a down payment. It yeah. was like private adoption. And I made a, a, a brochure. I used a, an ad agency, our chosen child, you know, and, and I made a brochure about yeah. me and they, and they, they have all these people online. I just said, because I'm an actor, I don't really want to be online just yet. Let's just try sending my bo- a box out with my, my brochure. So I made mm-hmm. my brochure and sent, and of course, the, you know, I'm sending all these pictures. If you oh, want, you're tiny joint in my hand. Oh my god! <laughs> one of the yeah. pictures, you know, it was just like I didn't even I didn't even notice until later. Like after I would already adopted my daughter, it's like that is is that a joint? Anyway. Get out! It made it into the brochure. It made it into my like adoption yeah. brochure. That is classic. As so as tell as me as this: What were the you know like in terms of parameters of what you were looking for in terms of a baby? Did you have to fill out? So, yeah. So I, because I'm single, I kind of was like, I don't know how well I would do with a special needs child. Okay. Fair. And I'm still having to work, you know? Uh, yeah. But I, I do think at some point in my, like if I'm a little older, I would love to maybe um, work with some special needs kids. Cause I've been mm-hmm. working with this woman right now on this thing called hand in hand parenting with a woman named Abigail. Well, she's rocking my world about parenting. I do yeah. have a daughter, but um, I yeah. said, I said that I wanted, um, I did, you know, I, I, you do a lot of trainings and I, I went through the like racial, if you got a, a child who's a different race than you or mm-hmm. by racial. And I, and I watched the videos and read a book and decided that, um, I, I felt like in it, I would, I would like any child ultimately, but I think it might be a good idea for me to have a child that's at least half Caucasian because I'm Caucasian mm-hmm. and so that we could share that bit of our, our, de- our, you know, like you racial say? identity, racial. Thank you. And then, so I, and then I said, but half of anything else. And, uh, but you had to fill out specifically like, and somehow I had filled out like two thirds Pacific Islander. I, I don't even know what I just, there's so much forms to fill out, fill out, but I never said that I wanted a Caucasian baby. So for the first, so then they sent out my profile and I, no one was responding. I got like, I was second choice the second month. And I just looked at, is anyone looking at my profile? Like how many people are looking? And she said, well, it would help if you wanted an all Caucasian baby. Oh. And I said, cause she said most private adoptions are Caucasian in the U S. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, um, and I said, Oh, Oh, I do want to, I, I mean, that's, I definitely, I, I meant to say like full or, or half up to sure. half, you know, um, that was just kind of my, my thought. That's where I was at. And, she said, oh, okay. And then within a month, I got selected by a birth mother. And what I didn't tell you was happening at the same time was like, once I started this, I actually met this guy named Josh. Like I decided, fuck it, I'm not dating anybody. Mm-hmm. But I do like dating. Like I'm mm-hmm. not going to be in a relationship. But I like kind of, you know, I like, I'm the person who likes to date people. Sure. I went no on a harm week. in that. 
Right. I went on a dating list. I met this guy named Josh. His profile made me giggle. He was so, like, it was so weird and funny. And so we started dating and I, and I just said to him, by the way, I'm adopting a baby by myself. And he was like, I'll make a baby with you. And I was like, <laughs> oh, 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 yes. yes, yes. That sounds good. Good luck. Uh-huh. Good luck. And then we start dating. And of course, you know, I'm just throwing caution to the wind. And then I get fucking pregnant with him again. So I'm now pregnancy number four. And at this point, I'm 42. Mm -hmm. And I call Dr. Kelly back and I'm like, I'm pregnant. And she's like, oh my God, let's get you in and get your levels checked. But my profile is live to adopt. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, well, okay. So it's Monday of this week. And I say, if by Friday... My levels are good. I will call the adoption agency and says, just put my profile on ice because I'm pregnant. I don't, you know, we'll just see what happens. Mm -hmm. So I go Monday, we check my levels. They're okay. Mm -hmm. I go Wednesday and they're a little bit low. And so Friday I go, I get my levels checked and I take my old dog, Ellie, who can barely walk on a hike. Mm -hmm. And I just am like, I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to go on a hike with Ellie and I have no cell service, but I'm just going to go and like, just like whatever happens, it's meant to be, it's going to be okay. And so I go on this hike and mm. it's so funny how oh, you get like, all of a sudden you get emotional. It's PTSD. Right. So I'm coming back from this hike and Ellie's walking really slow because she um, jumped off a cliff <laughs> by the oh. Hollywood time at, like 10 years before. And they, we had to like literally like rebuild her legs. Oh so my she, gosh. She has like fused bones. So she's like, ah, walking, it's really slow. Like, yeah. I'm like, just if you will go a little faster, cause we don't have any cell service. And I just, I'm, and then, you know, how the doctors are like, if you don't, they, when they call you, if you don't get them, they don't uh-huh. tell you anything. And then you have to wait to the end of the day. Right. Yes. And it's exactly. so hard to get in touch with. Um, so I'm like, come on, Ellie, come on, come on, come on. And I get to the car and I'm just like speeding out of the thing to try to get cell service. And I'm like, Oh fuck, she's going to call. And I get out of cell service and I see bing, voicemail and it's a blocked number. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I missed her. So I get the, I go to the phone and I say, uh, I re- play it and I've got the message now. You want me to play it for you? Yeah. That'll be fun. I think it's still here. Yes, for sure. This is the message I get from the doctor. I think is the doctor. I think it's the doctor. Here we go. Um, let me see if you can hear. Let's put on speaker. Ready? Tell me if you can hear this. I have really good news. One of my birth mothers has chosen you. I would love to give you all the information. So if you could please give me a call, that would be great. Office is 818-789-3477. Thanks. (laughs) Oh my God. So what did you think? I literally almost crashed the car. I was like, wait, what the fuck? I just got back. I'm waiting for the doctor. And so I pull over and I call my friend Christine. I'm like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. I just got back. I selected by birth mother. And I'm still waiting on the news from the doctor. And uh, of course, Josh, you know, knows that we're pregnant and, you know, he's excited and uh-huh. I'm just like, oh, please don't be excited. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then I'm sitting over on the side of the road, just shaking. And, and then my phone rings and, and it's a block number. I'm like, this is the doctor. And so I like, I'll lie back. And I, uh, and it's like, hi, Missy. It's, it's Dr. Dr. Kelly back on the car. And she's like, um, I'm so sorry. Your, your pregnancy is not viable. You know, oh, the wow. levels are dropped. And I'm like, are you sure? And she's like, well, I can't, I obviously can't say a hundred percent. But I mean, it's, it's not viable. Mm-hmm. And I'm shaking and my body is shaking. And I'm like, well, um, cause I just like literally seconds ago got called <laughs> to say that a birth mother had selected me. And so I, what a fucking day, <laughs> fucking believe it. So I was like, Oh my God. As, and so then I had to go home and it was the long weekend of uh, Memorial day. And I had to go home and tell Josh, you know, so our pregnancy is not viable, but mm-hmm. I was selected by myself to be, you know, to buy a birth mother today. And mm-hmm. I was like, so, and I have the, over the weekend to think about it. So like, what do you want to do? Like, I, I would be, if you were, if you're up for it, like I could let this one go and we could try a round of IVF. Like I would do that if you want to, but, and I don't know that I even meant that, but. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Wait, had you used IVF with Josh or you'd gotten no, pregnant? No, 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 We just, we just got Natural. pregnant. Got it. Okay. I didn't have a problem getting pregnant. Right. Just really. staying pregnant. That was my problem too. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. It's fucking awful. Mm-hmm. So I said that to him and he was like, listen, you've been doing, no, no way. Like no way. 
you know, you've been doing this forever. And I was like, and then I was like, our relationship was like never, had never meant to be a relationship. Mm-hmm. And so all of a sudden it was just like, uh, oh, okay. Well, um, I must do this on my own. And we weren't living together or anything, but you know, and it was just like, he didn't know how he was going to feel. And we just were like, we broke up and then we didn't break up. And then I don't know. And then my mom and I, I went out to meet the birth mother and she was like a lovely young girl in, um, in uh, Kansas. And she Mm -hmm. was, you know, just struggling with her own family. And so I, and was lovely and, we, of course, we had that phone call where it was like, I remember, I think I was doing some, I might have been on like jury duty and I was like, I'm calling her on the phone. They told me to get like a flip phone, a burner phone. <laughs> a burner. <laughs> Which I then just discarded and used my own phone. I was like, come on, let's not be crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was lovely. And I was just like, hi, you know, I would love to, to do this with you. And and then um, that was in May. And then by September, like my mom came out with me to the adoption. And I mean, we, we went and... I picked her up the morning of like I did my hair. <laughs> mm-hmm. Of course. <laughs> you know, I was like, I don't know what to do. And I picked her up and she was like, I remember her looking at me because I picked her up at four in the morning. And, uh-huh. and she's like, and, and then she got in the car and I was like <laughs> shaking a little bit. And she was yeah. like, uh, don't be nervous. I'm gonna give you this baby. <laughs> and I'm like, why am I nervous? <laughs> I don't know. Didn't even, I didn't bring any a change of underwear. Anything. It didn't even occur to me that I would need to spend the night or anything. Uh-huh. Um, ended up being like a C-section. What I couldn't believe was, um, so she's in the hospital. I'm there. My mom's there. And my mom's, you know, a really strong Christian. And so my mom is just like, so Jesus. And the girl loves it. And I'm just like, go for it, you two. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my mom is lovely. Like she's actually one of those, just her, just a lovely, faithful person. Uh-huh. And and then all of a sudden, like the doctor and, and the doctors just keep coming in. This is her third child, my birth mother. And so they keep coming in and just jamming their hands in her vagina. I'm just like, oh my God, this is so crazy. Just everyone's jamming their hands in her vagina. Right. So, so wait, is this the first time you had met her in person, but you talked on the phone? No, we met. I'm so sorry. We actually met. I came out in May and met for, I was doing a charity thing nearby and I ended up driving down and meeting her and like taking her shopping and meeting her partner that was not the father of this baby. Okay. Um, and so you kind of had fostered like a relationship with her yeah, as she was had, going along. Yeah. And I would send her stuff and like, you know, um, so we had a relationship, but it was still obviously like, it's just, it's still like what it is. Like, it's right. like I want your baby. Do you want to give it to me? If yes. You to give it to me. I would love to take it, but yeah. I, I know you can change your mind. So I, yes. I'm here to take it if you want to. Right. And so she ended up having to have a C-section because Zoe's hand was kind of down in the birth line. We're afraid it would break her arm. So then we immediately go into surgery. Like in two seconds, it's like, boom, let's get her in. And I'm sitting with her head, my birth mother's head, like and there's a sheet, not her severed, you know, and I'm just holding her <laughs> and brushing her hair, like, and hoping I don't have bad breath. And, you know, and, and she's just crying a little bit and scared. And I'm like, I've got you, I've got you, I've got you. And then all of a sudden we hear, Wah! You know, and I'm just like, what the fuck? And she's like, oh, and I'm just like, oh my God. And she's like, and I'm like, they're like, okay, okay, Missy, here's your daughter. And I look at her and I say, is this okay? Are you okay with me taking her? And she said, yeah, take her. She's, I don't I want to say that she was like, she's yours. I don't know. She just, but she was like, yes, yes, go. Mm-hmm. And I go over and I pick her, I, they hand her to me and I am a fucking mess, just sobbing, going, ah. and they're like, there's your baby. They take uh, the birth mother off and I am holding this baby sobbing and go in there. And then this is a tiny, tiny hospital in Kansas. They have never done an adoption. I'm kind of like, I'm not a celebrity, but I'm, a, I'm a Kansas. You are. You've had a huge acting career steady. Yeah. Right. You know, so they're, they're literally just like, everyone is. And then they're like, do you want to put, like, give her her first bath, put her first diaper on, give her her first spot. I do all of this stuff. They, and she's just, Wah! you know, and I'm like holding this tiny five pound baby. Oh my God. And then for two hours, I'm just staring at like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it's like two nights of like, just to stay because which, which the drugs wear off so that she can make the decisions. And I have like the romantic, they have like a couple's romantic dinner <laughs> that I have with her and my uh-huh. mom where there's like flowers and steak. And I mean, it's oh hilarious. My God. 
Did you ever think, Missy, that she might change her mind? Because I know with adoption, like you said, there's obviously that, Yeah. depending what state you're in, it's different lengths, but there's that period of time where they can change their mind. Yeah, for sure. Well, so that happened. We had to wait. That was the first night. And then the next day, I think we waited for the drugs to wear off. I don't know if we did one or two nights, but then there was a time when the social worker came. Mm Mm-hmm. And so we were with the baby, like, and then also Zoe, they just gave me the baby at night. And I was like, oh, okay. And then mm-hmm. they gave me a room. And I was like, I have this baby in a room. I mean, you know, right? no underwear, no pants. I'm just in my jeans. I mean, I'm wearing <laughs> whatever, like no toothbrush, nothing. Right. I, and my mom went back to the hotel and I was like, bring me someone who wearing a toothbrush, please. And then um, I'm like, can I hold her? Like, and then she's laying next to me and, and I remember I was like, cause I want to kind of hold her. And she's like, the nurse looked at me and she goes, mothers have been holding their babies since the beginning of time to go to mm. sleep. And then she walked away. She didn't say like whether or not I could, but like I held her for, you know, a long time. I fell asleep a little, put her in the thing, took her out, but you know, and then the next day, I think, or maybe the next, the social worker came and they took her away and I had the baby with my mom and it was like three and a half hours. Mm-hmm. And I remember being like, Oh my God, mom. And my mom's of course praying just at all the angels in heaven are coming together around this, the shedding the light of whatever. And it's beautiful. And I'm just like, I love you. Thank you. And, uh, I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Why is this taking so long? Um, and then they came in there like, it's done. I mean, it was four. It was so oh long. And she was like, Oh my God, she made me, she had to read every single page to me. <laughs> right. Oh, okay. And she's like, yeah. Um, and then it was time to leave and her boyfriend came, picked her up and I was like, okay, bye. And then like the next day we met back at the hospital or two, three to four days later, we met back for the first visit and then we mm-hmm. went out to dinner mm-hmm. and then they drove away. And, uh, oh my God. I had to wait on the cross state line until we, the, the paperwork was finished so we could take her across state lines and we took her home. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's been incredible. And like, her so dad. when was this? When was she born? She was born on September 17th, 2015. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. So what did it feel like after everything that you had been through? Finally, the paperwork signed, you're able to cross state lines. This is your daughter. What did that feel like for you? I mean, it's funny. Cause like, I just was like, I would sit in my car and drive and look in the back seat in the mirror and be like, hi, I know you're coming someday. You know, like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. And I just did that forever. Like, I would just be like, I'm waiting for you. And mm-hmm. I don't know, I just felt like, I was like, oh, you're here. You're finally here. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and it's been so fucking hard and so fucking wonderful. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. You know, totally. Is it like an open adoption where you will maintain a relationship? Do you have something where you have to see her? No, so, there's no. nothing. There's it's it's as open or as open as you want it to be. Okay, okay. It is open. I would love to wrap up with just kind of okay. if you had like anything that you kind of learned from this experience. Like if you could t- talk to your younger self, like before you went down this road. Yeah, I mean it's pretty similar. Like I think I think if you're over the age of you know I think it's thirty. Like you, mm-hmm. we start. Men- I started menstruating when I was fucking 11. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the quality of our eggs just diminishes. And like, you just, I think you just need to be, t- to know, have information. Mm-hmm. If, if you're not, if you're starting later, you might want to go to a fertility doctor if you can. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I also feel like the one thing I'd say to anybody out there who's like in that place and the fucking, you know, purgatory, the dead, la- the dead land, like <laughs> perfect it's description awful it's so fucking awful but the light on the other side it's it there are a million ways to do this and there's so many kids out there man you know that that need like i'm probably gonna adopt another kid maybe an older one i'm a little scared of that because it's an attachment um but mm-hmm. at some point wow you know, i would just say that you know and also to anybody like adopting this kid is fucking fantastic and my body, you know, I never had to, I mean, I was, I wanted to, I didn't want to punch a pregnant woman, but I did want to. <laughs> I did. Yeah. 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 I, w- I would have loved to be, you know, in a hospital bed with someone shoving their hands in my vagina. <laughs> totally. 
I would have loved it. And I still, I'm 48 now. And I'm like, you cannot make, I mean, maybe you're not going to make, I'm just like, oh, I'm about to have my, my I'm about to ovulate. Who's around? Right. <laughs> what are you doing? Shut up. Right. So, but I would just say like, just don't lose hope. And, and if you feel like maybe I should talk to somebody, go talk to somebody. And if you've just had a miscarriage, like, and you're in that dead zone. Yeah. It fucking sucks. But there's a light at the end of the tunnel. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. And Missy, thank you again for taking the time. And I also want to give a shout out to my friend, Amy, who introduced us. So thanks, Amy. Guys, if you are looking for extra support and you want to find people who get it, and you need community and you need content and resources and information and amazing events, definitely check out the business I co-founded called Fertility Rally. It is at fertilityrally.com. Our membership goes on sale again uh, the first week of every month. So coming up on June 1st, we'll be open again. We are offering a military discount from now on as well, which is really cool. And we would love to have you become a part of our family. There's a lot of women going through a lot of different things and we are all there to lift each other up. So if you have any questions about it, feel free to reach out to me. You can DM, you can email me, however you want to get a hold of me, but just know that no matter what, you are not alone and we are here to help you. So check it out. Also, if you don't mind taking two seconds to rate and review this podcast, it really helps us get noticed. So I really appreciate that as well. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you guys next time.